Good morning, everybody. Let's uh, begin with prayer. Our Father, we just ask that you'll be with us as we gather around uh, your word, uh, and especially as we consider this passage in, uh, in Matthew chapter 15. Um, Father, we ask that you will speak to us, that you will open the eyes of our understanding, and that you will be, through this passage, a blessing to every one of us as we go out into this world to be your representatives. We thank you, we praise you, we offer you our next uh, few moments as an act of worship, as we gather around your word, as we sing, as we praise, as we give, uh, and then as we leave and go out into your world. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Peter phoned me some a couple, few weeks ago, I guess it was, and uh, he said, oh, he, he, fe he felt guilty because he says he gave me a very difficult passage. And I, I sort of said, into, said to myself, uh-oh. But as I read it, uh, I found that the passage had more and more uh, appeal to me. It's not many verses. We just, we just heard it behind me. And... Uh, I'm going to read it again because it is so amazing. It starts off, le leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, northwest of where Jesus usually hung out up in the Galilee region. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus didn't answer a word. His disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. In other words, let's get rid of her, she's bothering us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to dogs. And then she writes, yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Sounds like an awkward, difficult passage. And as I looked at the various commentaries, everybody, uh, or not everybody, but a lot of them seemed to call her not just a Canaanite woman, but they called her a Syrophoenician woman. Who comes up with phrases like that? Perhaps Jesus was trying to find some respite from his own people. Remember, it happened before. Went off to this mountainside, and a few people came, and a few more and a few more, so much for his respite. And then he, he gave each of the disciples a basket full of leftover food to show them how ungrateful and unwilling to serve they had been. Remember that, the feeding of the 5,000? We all think of the feeding of the 5,000, but we forget that the disciples had a very embarrassing souvenir of that event from Jesus' point of view. Well, guess what? 
it's going to happen again. He needed rest, so he went to a place of Gentiles where the disciples hoped he wouldn't be thronged. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him. So she cries out to Jesus. So this is a Greek-speaking pagan woman from outside, away. She would have been anathema to the Jews. Sometimes outsiders and pagans were referred to as dogs by the Jews at that time. But I'm going to do something different. She isn't named in scripture. I'm going to take a chance here, and I'm going to give her a name. And I'm going to give her a name because she spoke Greek. Her name is going to be Adara for, for the purposes of this sermon, for the time of this sermon. Adara, which means beautiful. Obviously, Adara had discovered Jesus' whereabouts. Somehow or other, she had tracked him down. How did she do that? We haven't a clue. But she tracked him down. No iPhones, you know, no geo, whatever you call it, location, no geolocation. It was obvious that Adara loved her daughter deeply. So deeply, in fact, that Adara was relentless. She was fearless. There's a lot to fear in those days. There were no roads, just footpaths. There were robbers. There were all sorts of things. She came alone, apparently. And the cost of doing something like this was possibly quite steep. Perhaps when she returned, a loss of social standing for fraternizing with Jewish people. For going off against the wishes of a husband, maybe. We don't know. But she knew something about Jesus and his backstory because she referred to him as Lord, son of David. Now, she was a pagan. Her gods would have been any number. Baal, for sure. Canaanites. But she referred to Jesus as Lord, son of David. Adara was one determined lady. Jesus didn't answer a word. Absolute silence. You can well imagine at that moment that everybody there, 12 apostles or 12 disciples, I'm assuming, it just said disciples, I'm presuming it's all of them, 12 disciples and a woman. Silence. A teachable moment was about to happen for both the woman and for the disciples. Jesus already knew what was about to happen, of course. He knew all about the woman in, in advance. He knew where the disciples were in their heads. Let's remember a little bit of the backstory. We heard it in the Isaiah passage. But we'll go all the way back to Deuteronomy 10, verse 18. He, God, defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow, and he loves the foreigner that resides amongst you giving them food and clothing. Outsiders were to become insiders in Jesus' kingdom. And the disciples needed to understand that if they were going to be of any use at all in taking Jesus' message around the world. So the woman, 
Her very presence drove the disciples crazy. Send her away, they insisted. We don't like to be made uncomfortable or to be bothered, do we? Never mind the disciples, all of us, we don't like to be made uncomfortable. And his answer was very strange indeed. I was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Wow. I suspect everybody there, again, was rendered silent by his answer. What could he possibly mean? What's going to happen? His answer maybe temporarily lifted the hopes of the disciples. It sounded vaguely Jewish. But Jesus knew what he was doing. He had a plan of action. And his statement, rather than put Adara off, only emboldened her. And she came and she knelt down in front of him. Lord, help me. Now, this is not in scripture, but I am absolutely certain this next sentence is exactly as it happened. Their eyes must have met. Their eyes must have met. Adara ignored his reference to lost sheep. Here I see Jesus testing her resolve. It, it seems to me that Adara intuited something about the person of Jesus. She addressed him as Lord, son of David, when these titles were not even part of her worldview. And, upon reflection, we don't normally kneel before strangers and call them Lord, son of David, and ask for their help, unless we're going to sense something important is about to happen. Jesus continues with this strange line of reasoning. It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Several commentators imply that Jesus was insulting this woman. Remember, pagans are dogs. I don't think it was anything of the kind. I think Jesus and Adara are still looking at each other. It is not in Jesus' nature to humiliate a seeker who has faith. Rather, I'd like to think that there was a twinkle in his eye, and with his tongue slyly in his cheek, which Adara would clearly have seen as he said this. And she responds, yeah, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. In effect, Adara grants Jesus' statement. In effect, her retort was, you're right. But even us non-Jews have a right to the bread of life. So she can give as good as she gets. That's a tough lady. I think she recognizes who he is. Otherwise, she would not have had the faith that he could do anything. Nor would she have persisted. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. So Adara gets to 
So Adara gets what she wants and what she needs. Well, the disciples get to eat humble pie again. This was a double drama intended to wake up the disciples to God's intent spelled out in a Deuteronomy passage. And the Isaiah passage that we had read a few moments ago. I believe this Canaanite woman was one of those people in scripture, neither Jew nor Christian, who understood who Jesus was. Remember the wise men, three guys and a whole retinue of camels and donkeys and whatever, who knew that Jesus was something special, that he was important, who rode miles and miles and miles to see Jesus. Remember the Roman centurion, Jesus meets him. And then he says, he says, I haven't found anybody in Israel with as much faith as him. He wasn't a Christian, he wasn't a Jew. He was a Roman centurion, an experienced killer, for goodness sakes. And the Samaritan woman at the well, wow. She knew who Jesus was. The Ethiopian eunuch that, joined, that Philip joined, he wasn't a Jew or a Christian, but he understood that Jesus meant something. They were people with insight, people with understanding, who sensed who and what Jesus really was. So what do we learn from this Canaanite woman? We learn that she loved her daughter greatly. In her persistence, she showed great humility. She bowed before Jesus. She demonstrated amazing patience. She never gave up. When I think of that never giving up, I always think of the Winston Churchill story where he gave the address at a graduation address at, at a, his former school and he stood up and he said, never give up, never give up, never give up. And then he sat down and of course all of, all of the professors were outraged. It was such a short speech, but every single kid in that room never forgot that speech. It was amazing. I think Adara is amazing. She didn't give up. She had amazing patience. Adara believed in prayer. She persevered. She had amazing faith that Jesus could do what she wanted him to do. And I know this is a short sermon, but that's what it is. Peter, you'll have to give me more verses next time. We certainly need to eat the humble pie that the disciples had to eat and get with Jesus' program just like the disciples eventually did. And finally, we all need to fall more frequently at Jesus' feet like Adara did.